If I don't find something in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk, I'm a dead duck. <laughs> are you are you are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 3.30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Hello, hello. And Jim. Happy Easter. And joining us once again, our favorite guest, Colby Burnett. Thank you for coming back after the traumatic incident of your last recording. We're pleased to have you again. How are you feeling right now? I... Uh, I'm older, uh, I'm a little wiser, and uh, I'm ready, ready to take on this this amazing, amazing episode. Let's dug it out, <laughs> dug it in the yard, dug it Hell out yeah. till we get it right. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully our listeners will let us know when that is. <laughs> Okay. Oh, weird. Uh, I just get this brick thrown through my window that says, please stop. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Finally, the payment paid off. <laughs> okay, today we cover episode six, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode six, part two's title is Doug's No Dummy. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is an incorrect assessment. We've had a lot of those. Like, we had Doug Rocks, and now we have Doug's No Dummy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these episode titles are pretty far-fetched. Oh, man. So, we open on Doug writing in his journal, and the first thing he says is, Today, I found out I had talent. No. I had also, also wrong. Also true. I, I had to stop the episode watching this. <laughs> like, I was watching the first two, like 6-1 and 6-2 back to back, and I heard that one. I laughed for the first time since watching Doug, and I stopped the episode. <laughs> I mean, it's great. We're not dunking on Doug here. I mean, we are, but it's also true that he doesn't have talent because it's Skeeter that has the talent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I found out spoilers, I had talent. Spoilers. No, no, I didn't. I didn't have talent. No. I found out that I didn't have talent. <laughs> no, no, because also Skeeter also doesn't have talent. None of the jokes he says are funny they require no skill he just sticks his head we'll we'll get there we'll get there i know i'm done (laughs) i don't mean to cut you off but like but we have to get we can't give away the oh god it's there's a couple levels on which it's hopelessly fucked up but anyway yeah oh shit skeeter fails two (laughs) yeah both doug and skeeter suck is the actual title (laughs) yes Okay, uh, so Doug says, I found out I don't have talent. I also found out a lot of other things, which is just, you know, good. I discovered the molecular weight of carbon is 12.02. Good for me. Is that real? Do you just know that? It's 12 point something. I forget what. Oh, giving fake information to the listeners of the funny papers. My long con yes. to uh, spread misinformation through America's youth who are listening to a podcast about a show from 30 years ago for some fucking reason. It's good. It's good, actually, and people like it. People like it. That is a good reason. I'd forgotten that. Oh, man. Okay, so we cut into Doug's classroom, and 
there's a sign-up sheet being passed around for this year's talent show. And Doug and Skeeter says to Doug, Doug, are you going to sign up? And Doug's like, no, I can't do anything. <laughs> a terrible piece of shit. Right? Well, he's at least a little bit self-aware. Right. Yeah. But, like, I hate to keep going back to Wait, this. Wait, he could play the banjo. Yes, yes. That's what I was just about I to totally say. I totally forgot about that. I hate <laughs> going back to this. Doug plays banjo, and he plays it pretty well for an 11-year-old, right? He comes up with songs. Yeah, he's a songwriter. He's written at least two at this point, right? Like, Doug has talent. Absolutely no respect for an audience that pays attention. It's so good. God. Yeah, no. We're going to get him. Can you just forget the preceding episodes of Doug for us? Because if you remember any of them, this is just not going to make any goddamn sense. Yeah. So... Let's forget for the moment that Doug is a musician and a singer-songwriter. Uh, and so this paper's being passed around. And Doug passes it by, like, everyone's signing it. Like, Skeeter signs it, Patty signs it, Chalky signs it. And then it goes to Doug, and he's like, no. Oh, Chalky is named for the first time in this episode. Right. We see that Chalky Studebaker has signed his own name. All right. Uh, so, and then Doug passes it back to the last person in the class, Roger. And Roger signs up. And Roger also signs up Doug, right? And then Roger takes it up to the teacher. The teacher reads him off. And when it gets to Doug's name, he's like, oh, no. How could that have happened? (laughs) The names Mosquito Valentine and Roger Plotz are right next to one another. So the possibility that they are the same person is still viable. Oh, shit. I forgot about that theory. Yeah, in a previous episode, we discussed that it's possible that Roger and Skeeter are actually one and the same. Yeah, because I don't think they've actually ever talked to each other yet. No, not really. Uh, but they go yeah. through Doug. Yeah, they go yeah, through like, another medium. Yeah, there is later on a bit in this that makes it possible that they're distinct, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now, the teacher, Mrs. Wingo, she reads through the names, and she gets to Doug's name, and Doug is like, Oh my god, I got signed up. Like, this is terrible. How could that have happened? When there was one person who got the paper after him. <laughs> mm, real poser here. And he doesn't say anything. Like, he could have yeah. stood up and said, hey, please take me off the list. Right? I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't actually have any talents besides the one that I do have. Yeah. But I forgot that I had it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Colby, as a teacher, if a student said to you, I don't actually want to sign up for something that's on there because someone else wrote it there. What would your reaction be? My reaction would be, this makes sense. Like, (laughs) (laughs) wow, you know, like, I understand being self-conscious about, you know, not wanting to do it. And, you know, I might even, you know, I mean, I don't give too much encouragement, but it's just like, you know, I understand. And if there's, you ever want to do something on your own, uh, That'd be great. Also, do you have any idea what kid might have signed you up out of malice? Because I no. understand, I, I understand you you might not want to you, you might not want to be a you know be a stitch, but you know you know we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. And the best yeah. part is uh, you know this talent show can go on with or without you, and if you don't feel comfortable doing it, I respect that. And it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Episode's over. The entire plot of this episode could be done now. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, okay, I I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, judging here. But there's not that many people in the class. And it's not like 
Doug was whispering to Skeeter that he didn't want to sign up. And it's very feasible that Mrs. Wingo could have heard Doug say, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Mrs. Wingo then, just uh, wants to dunk on Doug. <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Mrs. Wingo actually wrote the name in there. Like Roger wrote it in and the Mrs. Wingo was like, will show that it. little piece of shit. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy to me that like she probably overheard Doug say, I don't want to do this, and then was like, Yeah, Doug, you're gonna do this. Cool, huh? And and it's not like everyone in the class is in the talent show, like the other like Rogers minions didn't sign up for it at least under their name right yeah we later on see that Rogers minions are part of it but they didn't sign up under their own name right. so that's weird they're Rogers well they're Rogers employees we've discussed this good before. point good point <laughs> oh man okay so we cut then then we leave the class and Roger goes up to Doug and's like haha pretty good how i fooled you and signed you up and nice like, one dude yeah and and he says he says thanks raj and this is the first time that doug's like used a nickname for raj it's almost like a pet name right like raj yeah i don't know uh and this time roger lays hands on doug and in so doing drags doug into the home for infinite losers we're not sure how roger causes him to enter the imagination zone but he does it and in the imagination zone Doug and Porkchop are doing a vaudeville razzmatazz bit that was on the old side when the Looney Tunes were making fun of it. Then, Doug cracks a joke that is supposed to bomb. My dog hasn't had a bite to eat in a week or so, so I ate him. There's two things there. His joke is, one, that he is abusing his dog, and two, that he ate his dog. <laughs> also, this There's isn't as good jokes. as... This isn't as good as an observation as he plays the banjo, but like another challenge he could do is just bring out his incredibly smart dog to do tricks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And like Doug has had fantasies about being an MC before. Doug doesn't have yeah. stage fright. Like he's yeah. he had the fantasy about opening for Judy and he was telling like good jokes to him. He was like getting applause. Yeah, remember that fantasy he had where, hey, I could stand in front of people and do a presentation and they'd like it. And then he was horrified to discover he'd be sharing the spotlight with someone else. Yeah. Now instead, no, the spotlight scares me, actually. Like, remember how that other episode felt like it sort of fell apart towards the end, like they'd hacked in bits of another episode? I think that actually happened. What do you mean? I think that this was... That these two episodes started as one episode, it got too big, and they split out the constituent elements in a very weird way. That explains some of the weirdness here, as far as both characterization and why some scenes seem like they're from other episodes you're, you're saying, for no apparent reason. You're saying that that was also supposed to be a stage fright episode? Because it did feel weird that, he, yeah. that out of all the things that Doug is nervous about, he's not. he doesn't have stage fright, which is like the most common fear. Yeah, and now he does have stage fright again, and I think I commented in the uh, that episode, like 5-1? I forget which one. Anyway, in that one, we commented that Doug's sudden fear would make sense if he has stage fright, but he didn't have it. I think the stage fright was added for this episode. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the the theme of this one, is stage fright and feeling like he doesn't have talent, even though he does. <laughs> and he just, yeah, it's it's absurd to me. So 
Doug thinks, okay, well, I have to do this now because there's no way I could go back on this promise that I made that I didn't make. And like, I couldn't go back into the classroom afterwards and tell the teacher that this was fraudulent, right? Uh, So he says, all right, I have to figure out what to do. And his first thought, his only like thought of how to have talent is a quote that is amazing, that is like just an absurd thing out of context. It is, if I don't find something in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk, I'm a dead duck. (laughs) If I don't find something in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk, I'm a dead duck. (laughs) Imagine, gentle viewer, imagine the face of Uncle Happy. Imagine his old clown trunk. Imagine the contents of Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. Well, that's where Doug's in a fine talent. Nothing about this is good. When I'm on my deathbed and slowly just passing away, the last words that will enter my brain are Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. (laughs) Uncle Happy's old clown trunk is the name of the single saddest specialty store of the 1990s and also the name of the summer of 1865's number one jam. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Happy's old clown trunk sounds like a used car dealership to me. So Doug digs through this. He's like, this is so he he decides that the way he's gonna find talent is by finding it in this box. And he digs through it and he finds like a top hat and he finds a book. And he says, Okay, this is the book. And the book is about ventriloquism, the worst form of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Next to podcasting. (laughs) No, I think ventriloquism is the worst. Like, do you guys disagree with this? I don't know, let's ask my hand. What does it think? No, I'm not doing the bit. That would suck so much ass. It also wouldn't work in an audio (laughs) environment. I just just believe that I'm not moving my lips while I'm talking. I'm actually doing ventriloquism right now. Right, uh, while Sam is talking like that, my voice thing is blowing up on Discord. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm drinking a glass of water. We're a great team. Colby, meanwhile, is manning the puppets that are each of us individually. Yeah, I, I, I just don't have words because, you know, you know, when was the last time you were just bowled over by the talent of a ventriloquist? <laughs> uh, I just want to know everything else that was in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. I just yeah. imagine, like, there being a Hitachi vibrator and then Doug <laughs> thinks his talent is giving massages. <laughs> I'm just thinking that there's some opiates in there, and wait, my talent is drug dealing. Sweet. <laughs> there's, there's the oh, hey, arcane, free sugar. There's the <laughs> arcane books in it that got pork chop to talk. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, this one just says the word haster over and over again. Cool. Hey, why are there a bunch of samples of my hair in here? <laughs> why are my eyes bleeding? <laughs> I I never did hear what happened to Uncle Happy. <laughs> oh, Who man, was the so... clown serial killer? Was it John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. Yeah, it's Uncle Happy's just John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> That's where Doug finds his talent. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's a hidden bottom in the trunk that's just like knives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They okay. say there's nothing sadder than a clown crying. No, 
there are so many other emotions a clown can have. It's Doug. Doug is sadder. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the book that Doug finds in Uncle Happy's old clown trunk is called How to Be a Ventriloquist in One Day. And he's like, perfect, the talent show's tomorrow. <laughs> what, a, what a coincidence. Now, ha- okay, I'm going to ask a question that I hope I already know the answer to. Uh, do any of you here know how to do ventriloquism? No. I do not, actually. Okay, I was gonna, that was what I was hoping you'd say, but I was gonna ask whether it took more than one day. And okay. I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. Probably. Pretty so, sure it requires some training. Yeah. So, in there, Doug finds this book. He also finds an old ass puppet uh, that looks kind of scary, like all ventriloquist dummies do. Yeah, uh, and he not names at all. it yeah. Buster. And. This is the first time Doug's named a couple of things over the course of the show, and this is the first time he's naming it something other than what it literally looks like, right? Yeah, like not Mister Scaly, not Pork Chop when he was probably eating pork chops, right? It's yeah, it's something different. Yeah, Doug is demonstrating a moment of creativity, which is out of character, but okay, frightening. Maybe there is some tiny blossoming of a spark. A awareness the world can be other than what it immediately presents itself to him as. <laughs> right. So the first thing that Doug finds in the book in like chapter one is that in order to do a B sound, you do a D sound in the classic phrase that becomes like his joke is the doy dot the basket doll. Now, I remember specifically as a child doing that a bunch, being like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. I'm a, I'm a cool ventriloquist like Duck. <laughs> right? What's, as we've all thought at one time or another. Right. What's funny, though, is the reason you do that is so you don't move your mouth, and Doug just moves his mouth. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure if Doug knows what ventriloquism is. I don't think he does. Yeah, Doug just thinks that this is a magic spell that if you say the letter D, no one can see your face move. No, he he thinks that's... I think he just thinks dummies actually talk. <laughs> yeah, like if you say that incantation, then yeah, his dummy will yeah, come Yeah, then alive. the dummy will start talking. Because he move, he's moving his mouth the entire time, and he doesn't try at any point not to. Right, and he It also seems like he reads the first page of the book and just like, oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Chapter two. No, seriously, practice this for a couple of days, kid. It, no, what are you doing, Doug? Well, Doug, stop. It also Please says, stop, Doug. <laughs> it also says to me that, like, he just, like, he didn't read that part in the book. It doesn't say, or does it say that this is the point of this is to move your, not move your lips? I think he does say that, actually. He's like, the, the point of doing this is to not move your lips. And then he moves his lips. And then he says the phrase, hey, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Doug. Yeah. So he has like a fantasy here. He's like, man, with all this talent, I'm going to be famous, right? And he has a fantasy of him like effectively being on like the Cosby show or Full House or something where he's like coming down the stairs and he's holding the dummy and he just goes, the doy dot the basket doll. The name of the TV show is Doug's No Dummy. That's He's the headliner. Title of the episode though. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the episode, the presentation of a TV show called Doug's No Dummy is as 
look at how funny it is that this kid thinks this doesn't suck. <laughs> so this to me, Dark. This, this might be the saddest fantasy he's ever had because not only is he fantasizing about becoming Jeff Dunham, he's fantasizing about being sitcom Jeff Dunham. Yeah, whoo, pretty good. <laughs> That's a good goal to have. Has anyone actually watched that guy for more than five seconds? Yeah. What'd you think? It's, it's not yeah. good. Oh. <laughs> the doy dot the dasket doll is very different, though. And that is... Good point. That is, like, his whole... Uh, that's, like, his big joke in this show. And then there's a, a laugh track and then the credits roll. So, like, that's the whole show. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just I'm gonna chime in with a side note here because this brought this to mind for me and I looked it back up. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called The Dollop, and they had an episode on the British comedian Tommy Cooper, whose whole deal was that he'd fuck up his magic tricks in funny ways, and he'd just play it off for comedic effect. Like, he was this giant comedian in, like, the 50s and 60s in Britain, and towards the end of his life, he was becoming alcoholic even by English standards, <laughs> and he was kind of losing a step, but he was still bringing in crowds. And so one day he's on live TV in 1984 and he's doing one of his bits and uh, like halfway through the bit, he just clutches his chest, falls over, sits there for a beat, falls all the way over and the crowd is fucking losing it. This is the funniest thing they have ever seen. And just some hands reach from behind the curtains and drag him out. And they're just dying laughing. Meanwhile, he's just had a heart attack and died on stage. That's Doug, baby. Hell yeah. Man. No, just, uh. doll. Tune in. You never know if this is the episode where he's going to fucking die. That's why people tune into the show. God. Hell yeah. Colby, have you ever seen a good ventriloquist? No. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's something that's done for, like, small children. Like, ah, there's a dummy, and, it, and it's talking. And I've just never, as an adult, I've never been suitably impressed by seeing a ventriloquist. And I have a feeling that if I were 11, like, 11 is about the time where that's not funny anymore. It's, it's good, too, for that's for children because there's i've never seen a single dummy that's not abjectly horrifying oh yeah yeah including this one in this episode right. for sure. this yeah. one looks like a simpsons character but like a simpsons character that's haunted yeah <laughs> yes. it's like it's got like crazy hair and like a little uh a hat like one of those like old tiny straw hats i don't know it's it's terrifying looking now Something I want to say is that when Doug is doing ventriloquism motions and speaking by moving his lips still, he's changing his voice. He's like, he he's trying to be the dummy and he's changing his voice to like do a little joke, but he's just, so he's doing an act, but he's just not being a ventriloquist, right? Yeah. He's he still could doing just, a you bit. know, do a one man show. You fantasized about doing a one man show, Doug. What if he just did a one man show? Or It'd probably suck, but. You wouldn't have a dummy hanging off your hand for no apparent reason in the process. Yeah, well, ventriloquism still being the worst, uh, Doug decides to perform for his family. And in the next scene, Doug is doing, doing like, the a first show. time Doug and his parents have interacted since, okay, no more son. Right. Uh, like, so, so his parents and Judy are watching uh, Doug do this show. 
His two jokes are Dedoy Dot Taskadol and then Say Goodnight Buster. Good night, Buster. Like those those are the two jokes in his set. Everyone applauds. Pretty good joke. One of them is stolen. <laughs> Both of them are probably stolen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at least the second one is kind like that's we brought the number of actual jokes in Doug to four. That's that's something. Yeah. And so they all applaud. And then my favorite moment after they oh, all Jesus. applaud is that Doug's dad goes, <laughs> yes. very good, son. Like, like <laughs> he's surprised. He's surprised to hear the words come out of his mouth. Yeah, he's it's uncomfortable like, with the thought that those words can be combined in that order. It's like he's having a hard time admitting that he's related to this little freak. <laughs> <laughs> or that this is the first time that he's willing to. <laughs> Finally, a worthy heir to the funny name. Maybe he didn't realize it up until this very moment as a discovery for him. <laughs> That's probably why he just didn't care when Doug said, okay, no more son. He's like, what, what, are, you, <laughs> like, what no, are you talking about? Son. What are you talking about? God. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. No, like, but on the other hand, like this is the, the it of course ties into the preteen torment fantasy but it's also the real thing that now of course your parents say good job kid you're doing great work it's just that after doug walks off and dad asks hey uh does it matter that i could see his lips moving and judy i actually really like judy's line here because it's presented in such a way that you're supposed to believe that judy is just being a crazy out there idiot but given what we know about doug's family dynamics she's not wrong yeah, she says she breaks down and she says it was and remember, Judy is like a poet, she's like a, a a performance artist and she breaks down sobbing and she goes, "Don't you get it, dad? He was trying to tell us how none of us really communicate. We move our lips, but we don't really say anything." It was beautiful. <laughs> and she's just like sobbing. Now to me, that just is dug in summary. Right? Yeah the show no nothing is communicated <laughs> nothing is happening there is just a series of sounds are being made no lesson is learned but that's doug right but that's played off as like a big joke in this and yeah. doug's dad goes judy <gasps> judy <gasps> like he's just like come on dude <laughs> that's doug's dad's intonation is amazing in this scene do you guys think that this is like uh, like that Judy actually believes this, or is she just giving Doug shit? Yeah, Colby, help me out on this yeah. one. You're reading kids on a more regular basis than we are. No, because Judy... Okay, so if there were good writing, and because Doug is clueless, it would be obvious to us as, as watchers that Judy is just, you know, taking the piss, right? But since yeah. it's not, and Judy's supposed to be a weirdo, I think that... I think it's straightforward. I think that that Judy truly believes that Doug being horrible at what he, what he's trying to do is a satire of society. So it's just like ah, everybody's fake. Like you can't. You're putting words in somebody's mouth and you're not saying anything. Like this is this is deep, and I'm 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I think she's right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The problem is that be this is deep and I'm 15 is on a level of intellectual awareness 
that is so much higher than Doug. Yeah. It's definitely that's definitely like the type of line that I would put in an English paper where I was just bullshitting or I just had, had nothing. You're just trying to make word count. Right. I just got I just got hit like the seven page limit or whatever. Right. As the talking heads once said, noted philosophers, your lips keep moving, but you're not saying anything. Wait, was that the talking heads? Shit. Doesn't I believe you. Wait, you're talking yes, a lot, but you're know. not saying anything. That is from Psycho Killer. Thank you. <laughs> we sent the album Talking Heads 77. All right. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm Talking Heads, which is, you know, ventriloquism, dummies. Oh, yeah. shit. We got levels going on Nailed here suddenly. <laughs> so Doug is like, okay, because my family placated me, now I think I'll be a big star. Like, he says that. He says, oh, pork chop, we're going to be big stars after this. Uh, and they go, like, and that is... Like, I need to stress this, that the talent show is tonight. Like, they sign up for it the day of the talent show, and then Doug learns this, I guess you can say, skill in, like, an hour, performs for his family, and then it's time for the show, Uh, which is a lot of confidence, I'd say. Yeah, he's whipsawing real back, back and forth real fast here. Yeah, and so Doug... Puts on uh, a different shirt for the first time in the show, and it's like a button-up shirt with like a built-in bow tie, because uh, I guess that's what ventriloquists always wear. Yeah, and... he's wearing a bow tie, cementing the image of him as a young Republican dipshit. <laughs> oh damn! A uh, bow tie and a short sleeve shirt, just the height of fashion, even yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, even by nineties standards, this is impressive. Yeah. So Doug makes it into the talent show. And everyone's in the back, like, warming up. There's a bunch of, uh, there's mostly musical people, which I guess is why Doug didn't want to play his, his banjo, because almost everyone in this whole talent show is a musician. Um, and there's there's a kid who's, like, doing a Hamlet routine, too. And that kid, spoilers briefly, that kid never actually goes on. <laughs> like, yep. Like, <laughs> Neither does the bizarro version of Doug doing a handstand. Yeah, there's someone else doing a handstand. It's like, just like looks like you know the the uh, character on The Simpsons that looks like Bart but has a blue shirt. It's that that kind of dynamic. <laughs> Neat. There's also a character who's like has accordions for shoes. Who's just like marching around. It's, it's nice. Yeah. The background Which, meat has acquired some weird definition in this I mean, one. I'm into that talent. Like, yeah, just that's a cool. Shoes. I want to see what that kid's doing, even yeah. if it lasts like 15 seconds. That's, yeah. What the hell are you up to, buddy? Yeah. So Doug gets on. Get Doug gets backstage, and uh, he he like starts sweating bullets. Uh, Skeeter reveals that his talent is that he's made an ocarina out of a bread roll from the cafeteria, and also Skeeter's getup. Yeah, is fucking bizarre. Yeah, like I, Skeeter's wearing like a naval uniform with like epaulets, and he's also wearing a turban for some reason. Is it supposed like, to be like a Beatles thing? Like it might be. It's hard to say. Like I can't tell uh, if it's it, offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like it's. It feels like he should be a character on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, except for the ocarina made of bread is like. I get you're going for something here, but what? Yeah, I, Colby, do you recognize that get-up at all? Do you, like, you know way more about references to anything than any of us do. Does that, is it like a reference to something? No, I have no idea what the hell is going on. 
Like, just, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Good. We're confirming we're unstuck from time and space. Yeah. Like I, I, I have no idea. Also, uh, can you build an ocarina from a bread roll? Is it really that simple? Like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, God, no, no. That is that is ridiculous. Like I <laughs> okay. The only uh, as. Probably most of our viewers share this. The only experience I have with ocarinas is Zelda. Yes. So, who knows? Ocarina of Bread was, in <laughs> fact, my least favorite ROM hack. Yeah. Ocarina of Bread, and where you play the song of the song of butter in order to, in order to milk a cow. That all person. tracks here. It's a very god-awful uh, edutainment game on where food comes from. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be made out of bread so that it makes sense why in a little bit uh, Stinky the cat eats it, but like cats don't eat bread. <laughs> no! No, they don't. Doesn't it harm them? Yeah, they don't like eating carbs very much. They're mo- they have to be on a mostly meat diet. So yeah, it's they are not, it obligate just fail- carnivores. It just fails on every level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Doug. That's Doug, baby. So Doug is sweating bullets. Uh, and he, like, has brought a bunch of extra shirts. He has a suitcase with a label on it that says Dougie Wood. <laughs> and only, the only thing in no, the suitcase... No, Doggy Wood. No, it's Dougie Wood. I, I checked a million times. I'm gonna have... All right, we're gonna have a religious schism over this. But in any case... <laughs> I believe both. Uh, so... All things are true. Yeah. So, it contains... Two additional shirts with pre-attached bow ties, which I guess he just brought just in case. Like he did, he know he was gonna. Just which like, I guess on? his dog brought in his dog briefcase, <laughs> yes. just in case for Doug. Yeah, yeah. So Doug is like, he's like freaking out uh, and like needs to change his shirt a bunch of times because he's sweating so bad. Now the person running the show, running the talent show, you guessed it, is Tink. Again. Why? Dink, Dink is the volunteer why? for everything. Why is he? Runs. Why do they let him in the school? <laughs> it feels like there should be laws against that. Yeah. Colby, when the school runs an event, can anyone just say, I'm doing it? I'm working here? No, I mean, you have to sign a crap ton of paperwork to get outsiders to come in and do anything. Like, okay. It's, like, it, it's, I've seen it done but it's normally just not worth it, and you would have somebody on the staff. And even if you did, you would have somebody on the staff working with that individual. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be just Dink. Yeah, it wouldn't be just some random. Like, I'm not necessarily say rando, but it's not just one outsider. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But once again... Yeah. that, rando is applicable. Like, <laughs> this, ki- this guy doesn't have any reason to be in the school he has no kids he doesn't even have like a nephew or a niece in here he's just here because he's he's an adult who's not one of the previously established adults right he is his connection to the school is that he's doug's neighbor (laughs) like (laughs) not even his doug isn't even like hasn't been at the school for very long like was dink just showing up beforehand was he like oh i know that guy yeah, that's a good question. Did he start showing up to the school once Doug moved in? I oh, don't know. Shit. I don't know. I, I I feel like he's probably been there for a while because he's probably been there for as long as Skeeter's been there. He's on assignment. 
He's got to figure out what the fuck's going on with this kid. Right. Yeah, he is and- monitoring the situation and has ingratiated himself with the sacrifice to be in order to figure out what in the name of God is going on at the Honker Burger and lays out a chain of events such that he will be able to observe Skeeter's interactions with the populace. And Of course, he fails because Skeeter is smarter than he is, but <laughs> of course. it at least... We can make this make some sense as long as we assume fully rationally from the evidence we have that Mr. Dink is an agent of an unknown agency trying to figure out what kind of cult Skeeter is running. And I gotta say, it's, this is, there's been events at the school before, like when uh, Judy did her show, and that was run by Bone and Wingo, right? Yeah, yeah but two Skeeter wasn't. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> But Skeeter wasn't involved with that one, and uh, that's why Dink shows up now. Well, fair. Skeeter slash Roger. True. True. Yeah, because Roger's back here, too. Man. Yes. So, Dink says, it's time to start the talent show, and the first up is Doug, right? Because it's the person that Dink knows. So, he's like, yeah, you're <laughs> first up, dude. And Doug's like, no, I can't go up. He goes, all right, it's Roger. So, Roger's like, hell yeah. And Roger has a band. And his band's name... With his three minions. Yeah, his three minions. And Roger's band name is Roger Klotz and the Ulcers. The Ulcers. The Ulcers. Nice. That's... That's not bad. You know, that's a... (laughs) It's a punk name. It's a a punk band, and that's a punk name, and it's actually fitting, and that's that's about as good as you're going to get from Jim Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have some music going on in the background, and the music going on in the background is now... Sounds like crappy rock, which is, you know what, what you'd expect from a couple of 11-year-olds. Good on you, kids. It's a sixth grader playing guitar. It's like that, uh, what was that blackout band that I just want to play video (laughs) games? Yeah. It's a good song. What if we can get the licensing for that? Jim, edit in, uh... a clip here of that. <laughs> oh, don't. I don't want to pay license. Hold on, let on me that. hook up my subconscious <laughs> to the machine. No, don't. <laughs> so we'll be sued by that guy who's now a like fucking stock trader. Yeah, those kids were super rich in that song. Let's not tempt fate. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could take them. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's not a question. But so look, we'll settle this way. To solve all legal disputes, please come to Mike's house and fight him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. At my house at Jim's address. <laughs> <laughs> this all checks out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Roger's playing this. It's pretty good. And their song is about Bluffington. It's an original song, right? I guess the rhyme scheme is fucking whack as hell. Yeah, like but... I mean, it's elementary kids, so right. yeah, fine, yeah. Like whatever. by elementary standards, this is a like fucking burn the house down. This is really good. Yeah, the song is I got a ton, ton, ton of bluffing ton, and then he <laughs> says a bunch of words that end in ton, <laughs> right? Like that's his lyrics. But still, yeah. pretty fucking good for like a kids' talent show. So he did. He, like, freaking rocked the house, right? While Roger's band is rocking like hell, uh, Skeeter is, like, fucking around, and, like, the ocarina skips out of his hands for some dumb reason. And then Stinky the Cat eats the ocarina. It's good. It's made of bread. 
And then Porkchop giggles at the cat, which then proceeds to attack the dog for giggling at it for eating a bread. (laughs) Why is any of this? What is any of this? Because the bread still makes whistly sounds inside of Stinky, because that's how a flute works, right? (laughs) (laughs) Once it is lodged in your stomach, it still whistles. Yeah, didn't that implies that he didn't chew at all. Oh, he just shit. swallowed it. That also implies that it's stuck in his windpipe and he's choking real bad. <laughs> this cat is dying. And as the cat dies, it decides <laughs> if it must go down, then pork chop will die with it. Yes. Yeah, and pork- then like okay, this having happened, then Dink says, Skeeter, are you ready to go? And Stinky ate my ocarina. Not the old cat ate the ocarina excuse. At least be original. Yeah. Again, joke. Good one. Yeah, good good shit, Dink. But like, presumably that means that this has happened before to Dink, right? Yeah, yeah. It turns out that outwitting Mr. Dink is not hard. So then he goes, all right, well, then you're kicked out of the talent show, Skeeter. You you are voted zero points and you must die. Yes. Never mind, we'll go on to Patty. And Patty is worried. Yeah. Patty is going to sing a song that she wrote herself. Huh, weird. Uh, Singing a song you wrote yourself, Doug. That sounds nothing like something you could do. Right. (laughs) And uh, Doug encourages her, saying, No, no, you'll do great. Don't worry about it. Just basic, empty encouragement stuff. And she's like, Yeah, thanks, Doug. I'll go on and do that. And she does. And she's great. She's, yeah, like a, she's singing like a cut-rate Aretha Franklin out there. Yeah, she's absurdly good. Yeah, and meanwhile, Doug is sweating buckets. Literal buckets. He's sweating into a bucket, which Porkchop is keeping. Porkchop then takes the bucket of sweat, pours it on a plant, and the plant dies. I just like to assume here that Doug has like some awful mystery condition that makes him sweat like acetone so he smells like nail polish remover all the time and pork chop just has a war on plants yeah well maybe he's just using that as like a testing scheme to see if doug's sweat is safe today or if it's a day in which it is not and it is not (laughs) it's important to uh, sometimes doug just sweats some substance that can be turned into gold pork chop's got an entire chemical yeah, Porkchop has an entire, like, uh, meth lab out back where he turns the various secretions of Doug into various powerful substances. <laughs> On a Thursday when Doug's having an anxiety attack, Porkchop can let you see the true face of God. Or maybe his Porkchop is harvesting it, and that's how he got his nice igloo house, is by harvesting Doug's valuable sweat. Shh. <laughs> Anyway, Doug is encouraged by the knowledge that she was nervous and then went up there and just knocked him dead. And so he goes and tries to seek out Dink to say, I'm ready to go on, Mr. Dink. But oh no, Chalky's name is called. And Chalky has two football dummies. Yeah, Chalky's also a ventriloquist. He's dressed up in a football uniform and so are his dummies. And he does like he does like a little ventriloquist bit. And Chalky's good. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Chalky also thought to like wear a costume that <laughs> covers his mouth. Yes. So even if it does move, it's fine. Yes. And, and, and even with that, like even with it covering his mouth, like he has the dummies harmonize with him, which is yes. yeah, physically <laughs> impossible. Like, yes. Chalky can do multiple voices. I'm ready. Are you ready? You bet. How about you? <laughs> Never more ready. 
Yeah, Chalky's Chalky's a fucking wizard. Remember that Chalky was also the the person who brought the amazing talking plant to the science fair. Like Chalky's absurdly right. talented. Yeah. Right? Chalky's a sorcerer. Yeah, Roger, just being the worst. By the way, Skeeter, nowhere to be seen right now. Roger <laughs> just says, he's going to make a dummy out of you. Literally. His dummies are the tortured remains of those who've crossed him in the past. <laughs> oh, that's why they can, he's not actually doing ventriloquism bit. He's just like pulling on their souls and making them sing for him. Yes. God. Remember, let's all get out there into our little football outfits and... Someday, you two will die for me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Chalky walks out there, and Doug's like, uh, it's just two dummies. That doesn't mean that they're better than one, right? And all he hears is Chalky introducing himself, and he's like, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, well, I guess it's by Chalky having actual stage presence, too. But you don't like, see oh, him, Jesus. like, Doug doesn't see him, like, having stage presence. You just hear him off screen. I assume that by having the ability to introduce himself without pissing his pants, that's him <laughs> having stage presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, he's a fucking wizard. He does, like... He, so so this tells me also that everyone who's allowed to play at the talent show is a musician or a ventriloquist. Like, those are the only two options. They didn't allow the kid who was doing theater or handstands to do anything in this talent show. They were just like, nah, only two things allowed today. And, and back up for a second. Like, yeah. how awful would it be to, like, hear an entire class of fifth graders sing songs that they wrote themselves? <laughs> I mean, would just be intolerable. <laughs> in this in this universe, it was actually pretty good. Like everyone's songs, yeah, they're were good. But in the real just, world, yeah. yeah. Oh, just singing songs about like Fortnite and Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that was pretty. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> God, yeah. No, it's it's good. Uh, so anyway. So Chalky like comes off and and Roger. Wait, no, hold up. When Roger says he's gonna make a dummy out of you, Doug stands up to him. Like yes. when he says like no, there's no reason that you know two's better than one. This is like him standing up to Roger, and that's good, right? It's 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 no, like wait, hold on. There's one second here because uh, Doug asks, "How can you make me follow that? It's gonna be so great." And Patty offers him the same words of encouragement that Doug offered her, and. He's just, little hearts are floating around his head. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. I, I can do it. I'll do it for Patty because she's in love with me. And then Roger immediately follows up with, hey, you want to be buried or cremated after you die out there? <laughs> That's like, aggressive There's got to be shit. some pop psychology terminology for this shit. Like, the judge and the redeemer. Like, Ju Doug has the two voices inside his head fully externalized. There is the voice of, oh, don't worry, it doesn't matter, I'm sure you can do it. And, no, you will fail and you will die and it will be better for the world that this has been done. I, I think the psychology term for that is just you and me, Jim. Okay, good point. <laughs> yeah. Gentle viewers, imagine the next time that you're having doubts about things that it's either me or Mike saying, who am I kidding, it's me saying it. And uh, Mike is the guy saying, hey, you want to go play video games? No, I'm saying you can do it. Yeah, you can do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, do it. We believe in you, sort of, kind of. I, I do, mean, gentle viewer. <laughs> anyway. Mike believes in you. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, so Doug gets out there on stage, and someone in the audience yells, "Oh no, not another ventriloquist!" and does a thumbs down motion. I've and- never related more to a character in Doug. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> holy shit! Right? Like, yes, agreed, friend. <laughs> And, okay, that could just be, like, they're setting this up, like, drama arc-wise for, this is the part where Doug actually does a decent job, but no, Doug absolutely eats shit. Yeah, Doug fucks up bad. He starts trying to, like, do one of his bits. Yeah, Doug says good evening. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Doug says good evening, and then the dummy's head just biffs it and falls off which means he's not even holding the dummy correctly because that your hand has to be into the dummy's mouth (laughs) so how is he controlling it yeah he didn't like he went out there with just like the ghost of uncle happy decided that now was the moment that would cause the maximum suffering to this interloper into his utilities yeah like just yeah now i will destroy my descendant by just destroying this puppet (laughs) yeah so the dummy's head falls off and then he he, in a brilliant move uh doug just starts singing the easy weensy spider Like, this is his default talent right i don't think he's trying to do ventriloquism i think he's just singing the only song he knows (laughs) Aside from the songs he has written in the past. Right. Also, he didn't bring Porkchop out and just have him do a trick. <laughs> yeah. Just any trick and then just leave. Roll over. <laughs> this is happening immediately after Doug told Roger to back off. Right. Once in his life, Doug shows a fraction of willpower and understanding, and immediately the universe just grinds him into the <laughs> dirt for it it's really sad so uh as he's just totally biffing it out there just like his fantasies said he would uh skeeter and patty have a little conference they're like oh man we can fix this and patty patty takes the lead here yeah patty takes the lead draws makeup on skeeter to make him look like kind of like a ventriloquist dummy and then Skeeter sticks his head out from the curtain and, like, pretends to be that dummy. But, like, Doug is standing way far away from the curtain. So like, And the, the pers- animation here is such that they show Skeeter's blue neck protruding from the dummy. The high priestess has anointed Skeeter with the ceremonial markings, and now his head is floating about five feet away from his body. His neck is at a right angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that does kind of say that maybe uh, it is magic and not just Skeeter with his head behind the curtain. That would explain why it works that he's so far away from the curtain. The dummy that, like, Skeeter as the dummy then proceeds to rip on Doug exactly the same way Roger would do, and the crowd's just loving it. The the blue head of the dummy that has popped up from beneath where we saw the head prop up before, now the dummy is mocking Doug. The dummy is saying, wait... I'm the dummy? You're the one singing Eensy Weensy Spider like some kind of moron. Also, what talent is this on display? Yes. 
I don't know. It's Skeeter making fun of Doug. They would have gotten a better reaction out of Roger just going on with him and giving him shit. Like, <laughs> Roger just comes on, noogies the hell out of Doug, and then just takes us wow. Oh, God. Like, they sort of salvage it, and, like, Patty hands Skeeter dummy some water. And so let's both sing it together. While I drink a cup of water. Hold on. Based on the fact that that's the talent of, like, let's sing it together and drink a glass of water, I think that means that the audience thinks this is a ventriloquist dummy, right? Or it's a very high-concept <sighs> piece of performance art. I No, I, I think the fact that they are impressed by Doug drinking the water while they sing, like, that's a traditional, like, ventriloquist yeah, yeah. joke. Like, I think they think that this is real. Yeah, right? they've never and, seen Skeeter before. And they've also, <laughs> they've also, yeah, like Skeeter's parents are in the audience. Like, who's that? <laughs> like, they also didn't see the head fall off. I guess because the head is still in the audience. All right, yeah, the head is being kicked around like a football for somebody's no. entertainment. It fell into the audience, and then nobody helped him out. <laughs> nobody just like threw the head back up there. Somewhere yeah. baby Dale has put on the mask. His <laughs> eyes are glowing. Oh. So this also tells me Doug is a cheating fuck. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Cheating at the talent show. Chalky was legit, and Doug is upstaging him by cheating. I mean, Chalky has three separate sets of vocal cords. <laughs> God, man, like... Colby, do you share this? Like, do you think that this is legit? Like, you think he should be allowed to do this? Well, since it's uh, a talent show for eleven-year-olds, uh, <laughs> okay. If I were, if Good I time. were, if I were responsible, I would be like, uh, well, I, I wouldn't care. I, I, I straight, <laughs> I, I would stop caring a long time ago. But, but here's the like, and this is fuzzy for me. Do you, is there an outcome? Do we know that Doug wins or loses the talent show? I, I think it's, it's just a talent yeah, show. Yeah, so, like you just come on, you go, come on. Yeah, so it's just a demonstration. So there's no, there's no prizes. It's just like ah, well, that's good that your friend pretended to be a dummy and get the hell off my stage. <laughs> <laughs> Never return. Okay, so I guess cheating is a harsh word. I guess there's no consequence here. Yeah. In any case, the intent of it is that the comedy routine as, uh, like, Doug finishes drinking the glass of water, then Skeeter dumps the pitcher of water over Doug's head, and everybody laughs because the only anointed source of humor is Doug suffering. (laughs) And just... shit, Doug. Yeah. (laughs) And so, Doug eats shit, and he takes a bow and smash cut to him writing in his journal at the end of the episode. Right. It's well, and Pat. Well, no, the whole time Patty's clapping for Doug. She's saying, she's saying, "Oh, Doug, that was wonderful." When really, it was only Skeeter. Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter is the talent. Yeah. Quote unquote talent. Skeeter is the one who told all the jokes. Skeeter is the one who like did everything in the moment like skeeter is the talent here and patty's just like doug you're wonderful right which i guess maybe is just her building up his confidence again which you know nice but still i don't know my man needs it yeah it still seems mean to chalky because she was not cheering for chalky right uh the first one of the things doug writes in the 
episode like end like what he's wrote in his journal is maybe i didn't find out my talent after all which directly contradicts like the first line he wrote where it's like i found out i have talent <laughs> maybe i didn't find out my talent after all but i found i have a couple of great friends you can tell they're my great friends because they will mock me in public in order to save me from the shit show I make when I try to stand up for myself. I mean, but they did it. They helped him. Like, that was They nice helped of- him by mocking him in public in a way that got laughs. Okay, but, like, where else could they have gone with that? Like, that's the only... Look, I like, can't that's- go anywhere else when presented with Doug, so I can't <laughs> blame them for that. But still, that's like- your take of... Oh, thank heaven that somebody came in to castigate me in public before I made too much of a shit show by trying to stand up for myself. But, like, I think if Skeeter got on his dummy and started going, Doug, you're wonderful, you're my best friend, and I love your rendition of Eensy Weensy Spider, like, I don't think that would have saved his act. I mean, I'd have laughed like hell. (laughs) But again, that was him, like, if he was saying it genuinely, not, like, making fun of Doug. I think think they did good. I think that was nice of They did well, but still... Christ, the, you look at this on any level beyond just the blank surface, and it gets real bleak real fast. Man, Cole, do you think that was a supportive thing for them to do? Well, it's gotta be. Well, right? in in the short term, yes. Like, the, the I guess in the long, if I'm thinking to to be a good friend, like, hey, you have talent, you can stand up for yourself, you can like take action, but we're, we're we bailed you out today. All right, look. Like, we didn't want you... You owe us. No, it's not even you owe us. It's just, like, <laughs> we want you to be, like, a better person because of this. Like, so nobody... Like, the whole school isn't going to crap on you for having your dummy's head fly out into the audience and say to Doi, dot the dasket doll. But, <laughs> like, we are here for you, and, like, we are we are here to help you out, but you got to do better, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to do something. Step it up. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bring something to the table next time. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad you're involved in this because like I thought this episode had more to it and it, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what you're taking away from this? That you thought it had more to it and then we convinced you otherwise yes. by talking for an hour? Yes. It's just that <laughs> it's just that, you know, I I've sort of I've sort of laid off on this one because you're saying everything that I like that I I would have said. Like I had notes, and I feel sad that like that's taking up a portion of whatever you know storage space I have on my phone because it's there. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like as as an eleven year old, like hey, come into your own, be your own man. That's kind of important. And he doesn't do any of that. But it's for like I guess the idea is like hey, my friends bailed me out. I'm going to use this as a way to develop who I am as a person, and you never get to that point. <laughs> the payoff doesn't. Yeah, there's no payoff. The great, like, that would have been such a good payoff. Like, oh, you know what? There's probably going to be a talent show once you get, once you go to middle school next year. So, let, like, let's work this out. Let's form a band. Oh, I heard you can play banjo. Like, we can develop that, and then that would be too much of a good story. Hmm. Yeah, we've got a banjo player, we've got a bread ocarina player, and we've got a singer. you got a singer. Like, a all three of you are talented um, as musicians. Like, you can even have a go at Roger, you know, and turn Roger and his band, because, like, despite it being, you know, silly, I mean... I, yeah, I, like, they could have, like, a Battle of the Bands thing. Yeah, That'd be cool. Roger, or whatever, has organized somewhat competent musicians... 
And granted, that's because he's what? He's supposed to be a couple years older, right? Even though he's the same age. Yeah, so he's 13. And it's just like, there are there are competent musicians who could form not great bands, but that are still fun at age like 11, 12, 13. Like, why don't you do that? That would be great. It would let us know that you grew as a person. Oh, man. Well, the stakes are low and then nothing happened. That's Doug, <laughs> baby. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Oh my God! Well, well, I, I, I wonder if it'll change. Something in something tickles my mind that they might actually make a band later. I maybe that it'll sounds be a like a thing this. that happens. Like I, I mentioned way back when I watched half an episode once, mm-hmm. and I remember that the end of that half an episode is Doug cracking a joke about, yeah, I play drums. Great, we could always use another drummer. Says BB. No, I'm joking. I don't actually want to be part of a band. So I know that at some point, Doug wusses out of being part of a band. (laughs) They just invented Slipknot. (laughs) (laughs) Bluffington Metal. That's a fucking image for you. Okay. Man, alright. So, that brings us to the end of the episode. Oh, and at the very end, also, Porkchop decides that he wants to be a ventriloquist. And he's already already better better at it. Yeah. Right. Reinforcing the idea that just to have Porkchop do something. <laughs> Porkchop can do Doug's quote-unquote talent better than he can. It's amazing. Can, Porkchop can't even read. <laughs> yeah, he developed it on his own. He didn't even yeah. read the book. Oh, man. Yeah, Porkchop. Anyway, when you hear a dog's barking coming from no perceptible location at once, it's probably a sign that Porkchop is stalking you. So uh, have a good sleep tonight, kids. Great. So my final thought about this is I remember telling you guys early on that Jim Jenkins said he wanted to write every story to have a moral in it. What the fuck is the moral here? I think the moral, I think what he intended the moral to be is that when you have good friends, they'll bail you out when you fuck up. I think right. that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I'm not sure, not, though. That's not a moral, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a dependency. You don't learn anything from that. Yeah, like, it wasn't trust your, trust your friends wasn't the moral because there was no point that Doug doubted he should trust his friends. Or no point where he asked them for help. Or yeah, like, I think them. the moral to this one is don't trust yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only moral that, like, the only lesson Doug's in a position to learn. <laughs> That's bleak. Yeah, and don't don't stand up for yourself. Just go along with it. Because if well, you just stood up for himself, like when Roger signed him up, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean that would have just been let Roger shit all over you, and then have your friends do all the work for you. Yeah, coast through life like that. What Easy, harm could baby. be done? <laughs> also, please don't dig around in Uncle Happy's cl- old clown <laughs> trunk. Just don't do that. Right, Uncle Happy's clown trunk is sacred. Uncle Happy's old clown trunk is for adults. Do not meddle with Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. Oh my god. Alright, I think we should cut this there on that note of don't meddle with Uncle Happy's old clown trunk. Uh, man, thanks again for joining us, Colby. I, I, I hope that we didn't just bulldoze too much through this i i really appreciate appreciate you coming on i know yeah that's real too, too that was yeah, amazing to have you no it it, it, I, it 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 was everything that i could have dreamed of <laughs> <laughs> making dreams come true on the funny face doing it our way <laughs> doing it every way in conclusion doug huh yeah 
thing. Awful okay. creatures. Be seeing you. Shit. Rest in piss. Oh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.